What's up? Wrestling fans! Yeah! Let them know. For the 100th time, it's time for them boys from 607 Podcast to get up all up in them asses about some pro wrestling action. That's right, it's time for this week's episode of 607 TWS Live on twitch.tv slash 607 podcasts. And of course, anywhere you get great podcasts by listening to Three Fat Nerds Network of Podcasting, but we'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. But before we do, I'm one of your hosts here on 607 Podcasts on Twitch, and I'm also the host of the Three Fat Nerds Podcast, better known as 3FN. My name is Rich, and joining me as he does each and every single week, he's the other host here on 607 Podcasts on Twitch, and he's also the host of the Ocho Duro Parlay, our podcast better known as the OTPH. Canem 607 Podcast fam, what is happening? What is going on? What is good? Episode 100, 607 TWS. Let's go! 100, 100, we're pumped, we're hyped. Thankfully, we do this on Monday nights now because there's nobody in the building at Dragon Master Games. (laughs) Yeah, we're screaming now. (laughs) We are screaming, we are loud, we are excited to be here. And, uh, you know, I said to you... Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the 100 episodes here in a second. We have a big announcement. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. And we'll even get to doing some opening plugs here in just a second. But before that, I want to say uh, to all you guys, 100 episodes. And for the first time ever in 100 episodes, we went back and we looked. We started 607TWS. Uh, this is the second going into the third year? Yes. Because uh, we, we looked back and the first episode I told you was in twenty eight or no 2019. 2019. 2019. So this is the second full year as of this episode, by the way. By date, so two full years How of 607TWS. Of course, if you count the fact that we originally started doing wrestling on the 3 Fenders podcast and then switched over to 3FNW, and then 3FNW went away so I could go on a hiatus, uh, the entire time I podcasted, I've talked about pro wrestling either on a full show or partial show mm-hmm. pretty much since uh, the inception, which is almost four years now. Yeah. So that should that should tell you, even though I get pissy about certain things, <laughs> and uh, so we're going to avoid some of those. But still. It's still a good time. We are happy to be here for the 100th time. We do have a big announcement, but before we get to that, because we're going to do that first thing, because why wait? But before we get to that, I do want to to let the people know how to find the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Very simple, folks. ODPHpodcast.com. Join the conversation on our social media accounts. Check out Parlay Points. New wrestling blog out this week. Blogs Count Anywhere has returned. Got a little tidbits to compliment this show that you're listening to. And obviously, check out the T Public Store. New designs are up right now. And going into the holiday months, you don't want to miss out getting some ODPH swag. All that and so much more. ODPHpodcast.com. And of course, for all things Three Fat Nerds, go ahead and check us out at 8122productions.com. It's the one-stop shop. Find out about 3FN, Horror Zone 607, 607TWS, and so much more right over there. Also, the link to our T Public Store is there. Because we have one as well. Yes. And then, of course, uh, you can get one of them sweet 607TWS shirts there as well. Hell yeah. With that uh, wonderful Run DMC-esque logo. And, of course, uh, you can also go to visit the, the Patreon links there, patreon.com slash 
Productions. For as little as a dollar a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content. And of course, uh, it's, it's always a good thing. Always a good thing. And it helps support us. And it's it's always a lot of fun. And we try to give you the most. Uh, this month, uh, as you know, we've put the order in. And uh, people will be getting uh, everybody on the Chubby Chaser tier, which is a $3 tier. There's two tiers. $1, $3. Everybody on the Chubby Chaser tier, because we went to New York Comic Con, is getting an exclusive 3FN t-shirt. Ooh, can't beat that. They are being made currently. Well, not currently at this moment. Mm-hmm. But they are being made. And then, of course, uh, you know, in the month of December, I've also said that every, the Chubby Chasers are all getting a Christmas gift, which is now a, uh, a beanie, a 3FN beanie, because nice. we didn't have time to get the calendar, and we don't want to half-ass a diesel calendar. <laughs> so we're probably going to save that for the following year. But uh, And also, we are going to give one patron, in no matter what tier, uh, you are disqualified, unfortunately. Sorry. Okay. From the uh, the uh, gift card, because you're not just the, the president, you're also a client Facts. of... of, of Eight one two two productions on Patreon. Uh, we are going to give you for every dollar you spend. So if you're a dollar tier member, you get one submission. If you're a Chubby Chasers three, and I do know uh, our good friends Thirty and Nerdy, they're they're dropping that five dollars a month. I, I don't know if they. I hope they didn't mind me saying that live, but uh, they'll get five submissions. Can't go wrong. And with that. Uh, the winner's going to get a gift card. How We're just cool. giving away a gift card. How cool is that? Just All for- the bonus content and gift card, and just for showing up, we just giving a gift card. Best deal in town, folks. You know, it is, it's nice to have the monetization, but it's also nice to give back as well, and we understand our place in the world. So, awesome stuff. Make sure if you would like to support, join up there at patreon.com slash 8122productions. And before I get to the big news, let's talk about where we are now, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. If you're listening to this in podcast form, that is perfectly fine, uh, but you should be following 607TWS or 607podcast over there on Twitch. So, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Mm-hmm. We've got huge stuff coming up in the next few weeks. Here's some dates for you. I mentioned them all on the Three Fighters podcast, so I'm ready. Of course, every Monday night, you get to join the chat and be live for 607TWS at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Correct. That is the first and foremost thing every week. But this upcoming week, Saturday of this upcoming week, I do believe it's November... November 6th. 6th. It's going to be uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, twitch.tv slash podcast. I need to stop saying the address. Uh, of course, it is uh, going to be UFC. We're coming back to live reactions and commentary for UFC. And, of course, it's Usman Covington 2. And Diesel has projected there might be a death in the octagon. It might happen, folks. This is going to be a very, very brutal main event. Team Usman is right here. So we're definitely going to be rooting Kamaro on. And it's a stack card, too, as they're going to be fighting out of Madison Square Garden, I believe. Yes, it's true. It is true, which makes me nervous because they probably will stop the fight early. Yeah. Uh, so then the following Saturday, which I do believe is the 13th, correct. if I'm not correct, uh, uh, around 8 p.m. It might be 7.30 p.m. or 8, th- 8 o'clock, whichever one will get you the time because I'm not sure when they're quite starting at. Because I'm not quite sure if they're going to be on fight or just be our live, but we will be live reacting and commentating, giving you that good alternate commentary mm-hmm. for AEW Full Gear. We like talking that AEW real talk. But uh, get to us on the time. Next week on the show, we'll have the exact time because we're still trying to figure out if we're watching on Fight or BR Live or what the fuck's going on because uh, they didn't make that announcement yet. I prefer Fight.TV, but if it's not available, I have to go with BR Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, the following Saturday, November the 20th, mm-hmm. 607 Podcast Movie Night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are watching along Mystery Science Theater 3000 if, and having some commentary to one of the greatest documentaries <laughs> of all time. It's called Superheroes. It's about real-life superheroes. We've been waiting for this moment for a long time. Join your boys from 607 Podcast, as it'll be myself, Ken M. Also, uh, Diesel will definitely be in the house, and who knows who else might stop by to live watch and react and give you our commentary for superheroes. So check, join us then. And then the very next night, 
November 21st, we will be back live reacting and commentating WWE Survivor Series. So, big. It's a big November. Big November. That's all the November dates so far. Just wanted to get them out there. So if you're not already following twitch.tv slash 607 podcast, what are you waiting for? Seriously. Jump folks. on board. Big announcement time before we go into the news. Yes. So 100 episodes of 607 TWS in. And uh, we said it last week. When we laid down the challenge to get more people to watch Twitch, it is what it is. The podcast won't go anywhere. And the reason why is because all of you crazy bastards listening to the podcast have given us some amazing numbers. The downloads, the streams, everything's through the roof. I'm not even joking. And it's gotten better, and we thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, you know, if you're watching us on Twitch, we also thank you for that. Let's be honest. We thank you for however you're consuming 607TWS. With that being said, we decided that we were going to step the game up. We were going to put every wrestling podcast on notice. Because right now, this show goes up on the network of the Three Fat Nerds podcast. Correct. Which, we, uh, since I only have one channel, that means the the uh, the algorithm is putting most of my podcast in entertainment and movies. Because mm. that's what we do at 3FN. Wrestling is kind of the third dairy thing, even though we have a whole show. That kind of uh, makes it harder for new people to find that aren't already getting the word out. Which, trust me, thank you crazy sons of bitches at home. Yes. Because you guys are getting the word out like a motherfucker. This is true. Well, let's rejoice. The big news is this. As of this week, uh, it will probably be live by the end of the week, uh, unfortunately. Because I obviously have to have an episode to put up. But uh, by the end of the week, 607TWS has its own channel. It is its own podcast. So you will be able to search 607TWS anywhere where you get great podcasts. And this will come up as a wrestling podcast Mm -hmm. exclusively. So we are making the move to the channel. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, very excited to make the move. Thank you for everybody who's been supporting us. And if you've been telling your friends, tell your friends, friends, make sure to keep an eye out. We're going to be social media blitzing it this week. So you definitely don't want to miss when episode 100 drops on its very own 607TWS channel. With that being said, episode 100 and the, the next month worth of episodes will, until about Christmas time, I think I figured out when we were talking about it, right before Christmas, will also be launching still on the 3FN network mm-hmm. uh, due to the fact that I want to make the transition smooth for all of you that are used to getting it on the 3FN network. Correct. Uh, but we will be giving you the countdowns and warnings to make sure you're following us over at 607TWS. But that will be there. It'll be its own show. It'll be a wrestling show. We thank you, the fans of the show, who have really gone out of your way to make this a super high, you know, wrestling destination. Uh, all of you out there, some of the insiders of the industry, along with uh, every just the regular guys. You guys have really gotten the word out, and we f- we really, really, really appreciate you. Actually, fuck it, I'll drop the F-bomb. We yeah. fucking love you guys. And because of that, we decided that was the best move and the best course. Because although you guys have spread the word, and it's awesome, the gospel has gone out there. Uh, it's it's still easier for people to find if we are listed under wrestling, uh, primarily under wrestling. So we're going to have our own wrestling podcast. Hmm. I mean, we already did. Yeah, but, but our own wrestling gotta, channel, though. It's our own wrestling channel. And who knows? We might even add some specials to it from time to time and all that happy jazz because it's not cluttering up the feed. And for fans of 3FN, there's, there's something exciting coming on the way as well. Uh, I told the patrons today, but we will be announcing that very soon as well little extra work for me for some reason because i can't get enough of working <laughs> well that being said though thank you guys so much so remember starting this week uh the episode is going to go up i'm gonna get the ball rolling but then we have to roll it out to all of the providers so by next week it'll be going up the same night too this week it probably will not be up the same night because we have to get all the ducks in a row right 
and we have to post the episode. And I didn't want to do it with the 99, and I wanted to make it a surprise. So I wanted 100 to be the and first. It's a big surprise, too. Nobody knew about this coming. We kept this completely in the dark. Yeah. So we wanted to do it that way. So that's why the first week is slow rolled. So if you do want to get it, it'll be coming out. Just keep your eyes out for it. Uh, 3FN will also have it up on Wednesday like it normally is. But going forward, starting next week, because everything should be in, and we'll be working things out. The night. So when I go home from the studio, I will be downloading and rendering and putting up because it's live. I'll be putting it up on its own channel. So you will have it literally if you go to bed. When you wake up, you will be able to listen to this podcast. Yes. On its own channel. If not, you're still waiting till Wednesday on 3FN. But we're going to be continuing to remind you, 607TWS is where to find it going forward. But like I said, this week, if you go search it tomorrow, (laughs) or if you're hearing this on podcast, you won't hear it till Wednesday. So you might be able to find it. But if you're going to search it tomorrow, there's a possibility it won't be on every podcatcher tomorrow. Correct. It'll probably only be on a few. I know Spotify will probably have it up rather quickly. Uh, usually they're pretty fast about Spotify's that. lightning quick. Uh, Apple podcasts will probably be Wednesday. Let's be honest. Mm. And uh, some of the smaller ones, they vary. Yes. So, uh, just let us know. And then after a couple of weeks, we're going to put out the call to you guys. If there's something we're not on, so we can make sure we get on it mm-hmm. because obviously there's going to be some loss in translation moments. Yes. But with that being said, we have some time. So congratulations. Thank you guys for making this possible for us. And that's a congratulations to you too, because now it's easier to tell your friends, hey, 607TWS, anywhere you get great podcasts, or visit them on twitch.tv slash 607podcast every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Woo. Enough about us. I think it's uh, I think it's uh, one of your favorite parts of the show, if I'm not correct, because... It's time to kick off the show, and we're going to kick off the show this week. Usually, I would tell you about what's coming up, so I'll do that now. I should have done it before, but uh, we're in the well, opening. That was a big announcement. We had to go through the that The big first. announcement had to really happen, but yeah. uh, so in the main event, we're going to be talking about the whole situation with Ring of Honor. We're going to yeah. be breaking that down, telling our opinions on that. In the mid-card, man, we got a lot coming at you, mostly Indie Roundup. We H2O had a hell of an event that went down all weekend long, but a hell of a match that we're going to talk about in particular. Uh, there was, unfortunately, some injuries, so we're going to give some shout-outs to how you can support some of the young wrestlers, not at H2O, but elsewhere. There were some injuries. We were to some big stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to tell you how to support them. And then last but not least, we're going to break down our hometown uh, Indie Excite Wrestling's back this Saturday. We will be in attendance. Mm-hmm. We're going to break it down and tell you all about Excite Wrestling, where to watch, where to find it, and all those happy stuff because allegedly they are going to be live. We'll just tell you how you can watch it, even if you're not in the 607. Facts. And we're going to start off with the, I guess, the biggest event that went down last week as far as televised wrestling because not much went down. Uh, we had a rare off week. That's why there's very little news. Uh, NXT's Halloween Havoc. We didn't even promo this because we were too busy doing other things last week, but we're going to run down what happened at NXT Halloween Havoc and what that means for the third brand, if you will, or the developmental brand or whatever you want to call it these days because they've gone back. But overall, I want to tell you, good show. Very good show. Surprising. I mean, we knew that this was not going to be a TakeOver-esque event, but it's one of those events that when it's on TV, it'll definitely generate a little bit of buzz. But watching the card, a lot of things happen that we definitely need to talk about. Absolutely. So let's start right off. The first match of the evening was for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. And as we know, uh, they did the spin the wheel, make the deal on the last episode of NXT. Mm -hmm. So we already knew coming in this was going to be the scare way to hell ladder triple threat match. 
for the titles, titles above the ring. Going in, you have your champions, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark defending against the team of Indy Hartwell and uh, Persia Parody Parada? Parada, I think. Yeah. And then, of course, Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. This match got 12 minutes and 22 seconds. Damn good match, by the way. At the end of the day, and new mm-hmm. NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Toxic Attraction. Surprised at this, but happily surprised. This was a really solid match, too, from bell to bell. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed with all three teams. I mean, I'm just kind of curious what EO is going to do from here. Are they going to separate her and call her up to the main roster? I know it's been kind of rumored, and I thought at the draft we'd see it, but now I'm kind of thinking maybe we'll see it now. I think she's ready for any roster. Indy Hartwell's very, very good. Uh, EO Shirai, you, she's always the case of possibly can move up. Yeah. And uh, Zoe Stark, even, to an extent, I think I would like to see her in NXT a little longer. She's getting however, better However, However, if they really wanted to have, like, a lower, and I don't, I mean this in the next was possible, but if they wanted to have a lower-end women superstar that they're building on the main roster, you could also move her up as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of moves that could happen to better Raw and SmackDown's women's divisions, which they're trying to round out uh, with Shotzi Blackheart going heel, which uh, everybody expected, and then everybody was like, oh, I can't believe they're going to do that to her. And then when it happened, it was the most perfect thing that you've ever seen. Yes. Uh, wow. By the way, anybody who was shitting on Shotzi going uh, heel when it first leaked and rumors rumored, uh, I hope you ate those words when she went Facts. heel. Because I don't think there's a, been a better heel turn with the exception of Dakota Kai's heel turn. Facts. Shotzi. On a side note. <laughs> she, she absolutely crushed it this week on SmackDown. Yeah, so I mean, I know we're not talking SmackDown, but I wanted to give shout-outs to Shotzi yeah. at, this, at this point. Especially since we're talking about young ladies possibly getting called up. Because we're going to talk about another one possibly getting called up in the very near future. But before we get there, our good friend Joe Gacy was back in action with Harland in his kind of corner, or as much as Harland can be. I'm loving this. By the way, it was it was a jobber match, two minutes and ten seconds against Malik Blade, which is perfectly fine. I love I love the enhancement talents. You you hear me talk about how I love AEW using enhancement talent. I also love when uh, NXT has gone back to that as well. And Joe Gacy, man. Uh, as a person, and this is not biased, as a person who knows Joe Gacy, has spent a lot of time with Joe Gacy, I would consider him a friend, love Joe Gacy. This is the unbiased opinion. He is fucking murdering it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had the pleasure of seeing him in Excite Wrestling for many years. He is taking the ball and running with it and making this character, which honestly, when it first debuted, everybody was not sure how this was going to play out. He is taking the ball. He is running with it. I love it that they paired him with Harland. Mm-hmm. and see where they're going to go with this. I'm telling you, this is captivating TV. Pat says, Joe Gacy teaming with Harland is terrifying, but in a good way. Yes, exactly. Facts, Pat. I like it. I like it a lot, and I'm loving what he's doing down there, man. This is a good character. I remember when everybody kind of was shitting on it at first. Once again, it's a, let it breathe, and you'll find out how good this could really be. This, this is, I, I, I don't know if they're doing anything better currently storytelling-wise on NXT, and that's saying something because NXT is doing some pretty cool shit. The only thing that they they're storytelling wise is Braun Breaker. Well, I don't even say but, that. But it's, but it's a different gimmick thing, though. Wise. Yeah, yeah, gimmick. Yeah. yeah, gimmick wise, no, it's Gacy and everybody else. Let's go to the next match. The next, uh, well, we had uh, the Diamond Mine out talking some smack. Of course, we gotta love Malcolm Bivens. Oh hell yeah! And he's talking some smack. Said, "Hey, listen, Diamond Mine got left off this card, but we'll put out an open challenge. That means you can pick whoever you want to face." So if anybody has the balls to challenge anybody in the diamond mine, come challenge him. And that brought out Odyssey Jones, who I love a lot. Mm -hmm. And he said, I want the NXT 
cruiserweight champion, Roderick Strong. And, uh, of course, Bivens of, of co- uh, did the good chicken shit heel thing. and was like, no, no, no. I don't think. He's like, I don't know if you remember the last time you were 205. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great line. Yeah. And uh, But we ended up getting that match. It was a short one, three minutes and 56 seconds. And with the help of the diamond mine, Roderick Strong does win the match. However, this is another example of how time doesn't matter in a match if you're getting a story over. Odyssey Jones did very well. Mm-hmm. He got cheated out of it, and it told that great story. So I actually really dug this as a way to continue to build Odyssey Jones. Absolutely. This is a perfect set of stone, and to see where they're going to go from here, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm definitely loving what they were doing here. Yeah, and like I said, you hear a lot of people who pay attention to the timing of a match, and I'm going to revisit that before the end of this episode, or before the end of this segment, I should say. But like sometimes you can tell the story that you need to tell. Odyssey looked good, and it took the Diamond Mine to defeat him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Roderick Strong to defeat him on his own, so I dig the storytelling. Yeah. Next up, we had a spin-the-wheel, make-the-deal match, live spin. For the NXT Women's Championship, your champion, Raquel Gonzalez, defending against Toxic Attraction's Mandy Rose. And uh, it landed on Chucky's Choice. And Chucky chose a trick or street fight. So a street fight match for the NXT Women's Championship. They gave this match 11 minutes and 53 seconds. And at the end of the day, it was a great night for Toxic Attraction. Because your new NXT Women's Champion, Mandy Rose. Is anybody more on fire right now than Mandy Rose? No. The switch to NXT, the new look, the new gimmick, this is all win, win, and win. I can't stress this enough. And to see her finally get the belt, did not see this coming. I thought they might drag it out a little bit further to go towards the takeover after Survivor Series. Perfect way to set this up and and new and can't wait to see what she does with the belt. This is a perfect example of when sending somebody back to the developmental, and I'm using quotation marks if you're not watching, territory is is actually a good thing. Mandy Rose was doing decent things on the main roster, mm-hmm. but was getting lost in the shuffle among some of the bigger names. And sending her down here is going to give her time and confidence to step her game back up to be when so when she returns to SmackDown or Raw, which will happen oh, one yeah, day. Absolutely. She can also be in that top women's category, and I think this is the best thing that she could have been done for. Uh, Pat also said Mandy Rose with the best time brand switch of all time. Facts. I agree. I agree. She was getting lost in the shuffle. Now she's not getting lost in the shuffle, and when she goes back, she'll no longer be in the shuffle. She's going to be in the main event picture. And as far as Raquel Gonzalez goes, man, she was a great champion. She showed that she could really go out there and be... Uh, she, you know, being larger than most women as far as like stature and muscular-wise... Mm-hmm. If she's doing their own thing, I could see her getting that call up as well. Yes. I, I think we might see some NXT movement happening after Survivor Series. I, I agree. I really do. I agree. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe a Raquel Gonzalez is a surprise fifth member of a women's Survivor Series team even. Yes. Like she's the kind of person that you could do that with and make an impact night one. And so I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I would not. Be surprised because obviously we know we'll have the classic Survivor Series matches, men's and women's. It's a good pick. It would be a good pickup. Let's talk about the next to last match, the co-main event, if you will. Mm-hmm. Also a spin the wheel, make the deal match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. And uh, the, the, it landed on Lumberjack O'Lantern Tag Team match. So it was a Lumberjack match, which means tornado rules. Yes. Uh, and it was between your champions, MSK. And the challengers, the former champions, Imperium. Man, this is classic 
Tag Team Wrestling right here. Very, very happy with this match. Both teams look great. But at the end of the day... 13 minutes, 10 seconds, the time of the bout, and new NXT Tag Team Champions, Imperium. Very good. Very good. Uh, I love MSK, but it was them. But if you notice, three for three in title changes yeah. on the night. Absolutely crazy to think about. And to see Imperium get the belts, hey, they're worthy challengers that stepped up to the plate. I'd love to see this feud get ran back a little few more times. It's all win. I think this is a great bucket of win for both teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Imperium on top. The only thing that I wish is I still need to get some grizzled young vets in a one-on-one tag title match. Yeah. Maybe that's what they do and take the belts off of Imperium and then have that feud with MSK. I don't know. At this point, Juncture, I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm happy Imperium's champions. They're great. Yeah. And MSK didn't hurt them to lose to a great tag team. No, I mean, every team loses sometime. They can't have these long stretch runs where they don't lose for years. Well, that's going to bring us to the main event of the evening in our fourth title fight. That's right, four title fights on Halloween Havoc for the NXT Championship. Your champion, Tommaso Ciampa, going one-on-one with the rookie phenom, Braun Breaker. And I'll tell you what, this match was everything that I hoped it would be Mm -hmm. and more. If you didn't think that Braun Breaker was ready for prime time already, woo, you got put on notice in this match. If you are worried about NXT 2.0, all you got to do is look at Braun Breaker and you, your fears will be put to rest. That kid is the next big thing, literally. I know that's Lesnar's line. I don't care. He is going to be the next big superstar to break through, and this match was everything we wanted. How did you like Ciampa's cosplay, though, too, for oh, Halloween? Oh, Kratos? Yeah. Like, but from the new series. Yes. Because we got to see on Dynamite uh, Stu Grayson Dressed as old Kratos. So I yes. thought that was interesting too. Yeah, it was it was perfectly played out, and this was as hard hitting as you were gonna expect from these two. And not mad about the ending at all. Winner of the bout in 13 minutes and 49 seconds time of the fight. And still NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Absolutely brutal match, but this put over everybody. Ciampa's still champ and Braun Breaker. What a match. This was a star building. Match Now, mind you, we already knew his star was on the rise, but he went in there and had a great match with one of the best wrestlers in the world, period, mm-hmm. and came out looking great. And once again, uh, you, you have to look at it like this. Sometimes, like I said before, a loss isn't a burial. Sometimes no. a loss is a build. And this was a great match. It showcased everything that we hadn't seen. A lot of people were still questioning, is Braun Breaker ready for primetime? Is Braun Breaker the real deal? We know he looks like a million bucks. We know he sounds you know, good, and he does good promos. I wouldn't say a million bucks yet. He's still working on it, but he still sounds good. Yeah. He sounds and looks like a star. We know that he's been impressive in these squash matches and, and building him up, but he hasn't been tested. This match tested him. 13 minutes and 49 seconds is a decent match. Mm-hmm. That's longer than any TV match you usually get. TV matches usually are 8 to 10 minutes. Yep. So 13.49 is putting you almost in the pay-per-view territory. This kid not only kept it going for 13.49, he was still impressive at the end of that match as well as he was in the beginning of that match. Facts. Proving that he has the cardio, he has the stamina, and he has the, and the ability to wrestle. And he went out there and chop a whole no punches. No. And at the end of the day... Chopper wins, but once again, we still built this star in Braun Breaker. He's a guy that you're going to see on Monday or Friday nights in the not-too-distant future. Mark my words, we probably will not go to the next draft before he gets the call-up. We're going to see him at the Royal Rumble. Mark, uh, you can, he'll already, be in the, he'll be in you the can Rumble. lock that lock in right in. now. Lock it in. He will be in the Rumble. He will be inside of the St. Louis Dome for the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, overall, the show is really good. 
I just wanted to touch upon uh, uh, the things that we kind of hear online sometimes. Uh, and it's, it's kind of WWE as a whole. I've heard a lot lately about comparing apples to oranges again in the uh, department of times of matches. Mm-hmm. And uh, albeit that I agree that the Queen's Crown matches should have been longer. Uh, you can't instantly, for those people out there arguing, well, on the other channel, they gave us a longer women's match than any of those matches. Guys, it's apples and oranges. Yeah. And it is what it is. And I wish they were longer too, but you can't compare what they've done. Did you Did you get the quality though? With The, the Serena Deep match was really good. Oh, yeah. But a couple of these matches, eh. Not so much. Eh. But it all depends on the performers in the ring. I mean, that's it doesn't matter if you get two minutes or 20 minutes. If the performers in the rings deliver the story, that's that's the take home. Yeah, and that's what I was going to get at because even taking that aside, that Odyssey Jones match, I believe, did more for Odyssey Jones than if you would have had a 10-minute, 15-minute match with him. Agreed. Because he gets out there, and yeah, it's less than four minutes, and he loses, but he got screwed. He looked good during the match. He was he was taking it to Roderick Strong, who's one of the top wrestlers in the world, and it told that great story. So you can accomplish that in a short period of time. Sometimes you do need a longer match. Sometimes you need a shorter match. Sometimes a match, as we've talked about in the past when we're commentating live during some of the shows, can go too long and make the match bad. Sometimes a match is too short. And the case of it is a case-by-case, match-by-match. Now, I'm not saying that I thought the Queen's Crown matches were great because I thought they could have been better. Mm-hmm. And I definitely thought they should have had more time. I was not I was expecting a short match in Saudi Arabia for numerous reasons. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe the triple threat got as much time as it got. Yeah. Just because, you know. Reasons. Reasons. We're not going to jump into that again. Go back a couple episodes yeah. if you want the real reason. But... Yeah, staying away from me getting fired up again. I, I just I just don't like the fact that we keep comparing apples and oranges for no fucking reason. Like, it is what it is. And and take the win, take the dubs, however we can take the wins and take the dubs. And uh, I think that Halloween Havoc was definitely a dub for fans. I enjoyed the show. It was probably the best show that NXT's put on in a little bit. I got to be honest, the show was getting, it started off hot, and then there was a couple weeks where it was kind of take it or leave it. And I'm like, you know, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like moving my needle too hard mm-hmm. and this show went back to moving my needle pretty hard for them and uh i'm interested to see what they do this upcoming tuesday yes uh when there's not four titles on the line and we're still building stories but that joe gacy story has got me intrigued uh i don't i also got to say a uh, shout out so we forgot to mention it the haunted house segments with carmelo yes. and trick and gargano and uh loomis loomis were actually really funny and great i did like that Gar- I, I almost I almost forgot to bring that up. Gargano and Loomis is winning me over. I didn't think that pairing was going to be as good as they are. But Honestly, though, Carmelo and Trick are winning yeah, but me over. They're great, yeah. Like they're their their comedic timing's great. They're great characters. I'm I was very surprised. I've gone on the record and said that Carmelo is reminding me of a young MVP. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's quite there yet, but he's reminding me of one with a lot more comedy chops. Though. Yes. And uh Trick, we haven't seen a ton of him, but he's very funny. <laughs> he is funny. He's very funny. He's kind of like he's kind of like a bigger version of Enzo, yes. if you will. Good shit talker, but he is a bigger guy. Yeah, it's, he, it, it's it's kind of an interesting dichotomy. I really, really, really dig it. Uh, I can't believe I almost forgot it because it was a lot of fun. I thought it was funny as they go through the house. Lots of comedy happens. He gets the belt back. But there was so much going on with the show that, like I say, it's tough to keep track of everything. I mean, they literally had something for everybody. The comedic stuff is great. The in-ring work was fine. 
and the storytelling that was going on. I mean, that's a big take home from this. And that's why we said we got to really talk about this show. Absolutely. Well, we are going to come up to our first break. During this break, it's going to be a short one. But as you always know, we are going to play a song by our good friend Shot at the Robots. It is the theme song of the Ocho Dura Parley Hour podcast. It's called Two Weeks Notice. And you can find it on Spotify, Bandcamp, and YouTube Music. So support the shit out of them because they're awesome. I believe they also have a Patreon. Is that not correct? Yes, patreon.com slash shout at the robots. All one word. You definitely want to go over, swing over there. They got some great merch. I got to definitely put them over about that. You definitely need to get familiar with what they're doing. So definitely swing on over there and go support the hell out of them. So we are going to take that quick break. If you're watching on Twitch, you're going to see information for the ODPH podcast. When we come back, we're going to hit the second. uh, We're going to hit that uh, mid card. We're talking a lot of indie wrestling, H2O wrestling, and a a huge event, I guess, (laughs) if you want to go by. It's going to be fun to talk about. Also, we're going to be talking about, unfortunately, some injuries and how you can support the people who were injured in the indies. And last but not least, Excite Wrestling returns. So we're going to give you a preview and how you at home, even if you're not in the 607, can watch Excite Wrestling show this upcoming Saturday. All that when we come back from this break. Coming back from the break. Uh, by the way, if you guys ever wondered what was happening, I want to. I want to be up uh, honest. It's hundredth episode, so we tell you. If you ever want to notice what's happening, why sometimes the breaks are a little longer, it's because if you're following at OD Parlay Hour on Twitter, Ken M is actually sending out what we're going to be talking about next on live stream in case people want to join and talk with us. So uh, it's a little uh, peek behind the curtain, if you will. Mm-hmm. I just kind of want to throw it out there because somebody asked, once asked me, why do you take breaks even during the live stream? Well, one is because the podcast, we're used to taking breaks. So it's a good way to like kind of readjust anything I have to readjust. But on top of that, it also gives Ken M time to shoot out a text where he's not doing it live on screen. It's bad enough I have to fumble with my phone and stuff just to get information. Uh, we kind of want to make it look like we're giving you the best we can. So yes. at episode 100, we'll tell you about what we're doing. <laughs> but with that being said, it is now time for the mid card of the show. And we're going to talk about a huge re- week for independent pro wrestling over on independentwrestling.tv. That's right. Uh, join up over there for as little as $9.99 a month. You can join up and get to see all sorts of great pro wrestling action from the independents. If you sign up using the promo code ABSOLUTE, you get a free seven-day trial. You can't beat that. 
And there's some awesome stuff on there. There's a little bit of, I always tell people, and Ken will attest this, there's something for everybody on there. If you like more pure wrestling, like what you see in AEW or NXT, there's great companies like West Coast Pro Wrestling, and they put on a hell of a show. I mean, uh, I got Ken got to see No Leaf Clover, which was an amazing yeah, that event. Was ridiculous. And they have a ton of great stuff. If you're into, you know, older stuff, you have a lot of the older CZW stuff, a lot of the older IWA Mid-South stuff, a lot of uh, old AIW stuff, and all their new events coming up. Also, you have some great hardcore and deathmatch wrestling, especially from one of the companies. There's ICW. There's a, a bunch of them. But the one company that we like to shout out that's big on IWTV, of course, is owned by a good friend. His name is Matt Tremont. You mm-hmm. might have heard of him. The Bulldozer. And it's called H2O Wrestling. Hustle Hardcore Wrestling. Hell yeah. stands for. But H2O Wrestling, and they had a huge weekend this past weekend. They had not one, not two, but three shows. And two of those shows. Oh, Brody Lee fell over. I'm sorry, Brody. Brody's too wound up. Brody Brody got excited there. Uh, So uh, with that being said, they had three big shows, and two of them were tournaments. And one of them was H2O, Destiny of Sunday. I'm going to do a quick rundown of the cards. Uh, I know I, I have checked out the cards. I watched Destiny Live. We'll be talking a little bit about that. More importantly, a match. But we're just going to kind of do a run, run down the cards so you kind of get the feeling of what happened. The first night out was Friday night on the uh, 29th of October from the uh, H2O Wrestling Center in Williamstown, New Jersey. Uh, and this was live on IWTV. You can watch the replay now on IWTV. Uh, we had the Hustle Cup. In the first round, we had a bunch of matches, so Fatal 4-Ray matches. Uh, Austin Luke defeated Brandon Kirk, Cicillo Vega, and Frank Bonetti uh, to move on in the tournament. In the second Hustle Cup first round match in the four-way, Darian Hardway defeated Anthrax, Nick Grande, and Rocket. In the third match in the Hustle Cup first round, uh, Donis Valero defeated Duncan Alim, Leroy Robinson, and Marcus Mathers. In the final... Hustle Cup first round match. Reed Walker defeated Declan Grant, Edward Hoskins, and Gigi Everson for the last spot. Then we had a Falls Count Anywhere barbed wire bunkhouse brawl match uh, where Drew Blood, well, it was considered a draw, but Drew Blood definitely got the better of Alex Stretch in that match, but they did go to a draw. Also, we had the H2O tag team titles on the line as your champions Chris Bradley and Christian Ross defended against the Extracted, which is Aiden Beal and Mouse. And then we had a singles match, 4-4-0s. Eddie Only, with Eric Ryan in his corner, defeated Frankie Picard. And in a non-title match, your H2O world champion, Ricky Shane Page, RSP, the leader of 4-4-0, with Atticus Coger and Eric Ryan in his corner, defeated Ryan Redfield. And in the main event, we had the Hustle Cup Final 4-Way Elimination match. And at the end of the day, Adonis Valero would walk out as your Hustle Cup winner. Austin Luke came up just short as the last man eliminated. All right. So a good day. A yes, good day yes. for, for the Hardcore Hustle promotion. Next up, night two, I promised you another tournament. And that was the Tremont Deathmatch Tournament. So these are all deathmatches, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Also from the H2O Wrestling Center in Williamstown, New Jersey. This was on Saturday night. So first up, we had a singles match that was not a tournament match. It was a regular match. Marcus Mathers defeated Jimmy Lloyd. Oh, wow. And by the way, it was a surprise appearance by Jimmy Lloyd, who came out to G. Raver's music. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's really weird. Oh, I'm okay with it, though. Great surprise. Yeah. 
Next up, we had Tremont's Deathmatch Tournament First Round 4-Way Bulldozers Barbed Wire Massacre Deathmatch. <laughs> say that five times. Yeah, fast. I was going to say. Brandon Kirk defeated Anthrax, Gigi Everson, and Jimmy Lyon to uh, get his spot in the finals. Next up was Tremont's Deathmatch Tournament First Round 4-Way Home Improvement Deathmatch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Mitch... Mitch Vallon defeated Atticus Coger, Bam Sullivan, and Mickey Knuckles. Oh, wow. In an upset win. I was going to say. Next up, we had the Tremont's Deathmatch Tournament first round four-way fork for fuck's sake deathmatch. The 440 representative of Bobby Beverly defeats Dan O'Hare, Eric Ryan, and Lucky 13 to move on. Interesting. And in the final first round match, we had a four-way buckets and bats deathmatch. And uh, your hybrid champion, Kennedy Copeland, defeated Austin Luke, Chuck Payne, and Neil Diamondcutter to move on. Get out. Next up, in a return to H2O, we had a tag team match. Greg Excellent and Jeff Cannonball defeated the 4-4-0 team of Eddie Only and Gregory Iron. Wow. So Greg Excellent returns to the I ring looking gonna great. I was going to say... Next up, we had a dog collar match where Declan Grant defeated Devin Moore. They listed it as a no contest, but Declan Grant definitely got the better of Devin Moore. <laughs> Fair enough. In the final, uh, in the next match with his non-title Texas Bull Rope match, Ricky Shane Page with Eddie Only and Gregory Iron in his corner defeated Ron Mathis. Wow. And last but certainly not least. The finals of the Tremont Deathmatch Tournament was in a Taipei Fist Shattered Dreams Elimination oh, Match. Shit. And when it was all said and done, Kennedy Copeland defeated Bobby Beverly, Brandon Kirk, and Mitch Fallon to be your Tremont's Deathmatch Tournament winner. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is one of the first times a woman has won a, a mostly men's field of deathmatch. So congratulations to Kennedy Copeland. That's a hell of a tournament right there. It is. But that's not the main event of the evening. No, 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 ladies oh. and gentlemen. Sunday night, not from Williamstown, New Jersey. No, no, no. Sunday night, they were in Trenton, New Jersey at the Trenton Thunder Ballpark. Yeah, how wild is 8 this? 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on independentwrestling.tv. You can watch the – it's up right now. It was H2O and FMWE presents <laughs> Destiny – Onita versus Tremont. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it opened up with... Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Let's just go. This, Yeah, this <laughs> was wow. It opened up with a four-way match. Ryan Redfield defeated Adonis Valero, Declan Grant, and Gigi Everson. Uh, for the H2O tag team titles, uh, Chris Bradley and Christian Ross defended the belts against Bobby Dempsey and Mike Quest, Jeff Cannonball and Tara Calloway, and the White Trash Forever, which is Bruce Gray and Tyler Vex. <laughs> Uh, for the H2O hybrid title five-way match, Kennedy, Kennedy Copeland defended her belt against Jenny Rose, Cassie Cattell, Masha Slamovich, and Mickey Knuckles. Oh, wow. That's a stacked match. Oh, yeah. Next up, we had the hardcore rumble match. I am not going to name everybody in this match. Let's just say there was a great match. We had Neil Diamond Cutter in this match. We had the guys from Blackout in this match, including Larry Legend Wrestling. Oh, wow. Yeah, but the winner, man, from FMWE, Chainsaw Tony. You might have seen him in a past life as Leatherface. In, in, in I was going to say it was leather, Leatherface. Yes. Uh, next up, we had a survival 12-man tag team match. Now, originally, I guess this was supposed to be 
a elimination match, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Uh, and it was 440 against Team H2O. Of course, 440 was represented by Atticus Coger, Bobby Beverly, Eddie Only, Eric Ryan, Gregory Iron, and of course, the H2O world champion, Ricky Shane Page. Of course, I should mention Atticus Coger is the Danny Havoc deathmatch champion, also. Mm-hmm. Team H2O was represented by Chuck Payne, Devin Moore, Jimmy Lyon, Lucky 13, Ryan Mathis, and they had one surprise. And um, let's just say. 440 was not happy when the surprise was slack. Oh, shit. And, uh, yeah, you don't oh, ever want to be on that side of slack. Yeah, you way, don't want to be on that side of slack. Team H2O wins the match when Gregory Iron gets destroyed by Schlack, <laughs> and then he throws uh, Jimmy Lyon on top of Gregory Iron for the pin. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We had a great tag team match. Now, originally, this match was supposed to be uh, Marcus Mathers and Austin Luke, who were in the match, taking on G-Raver and Effie. Mm-hmm. But Effie missed his flight. Right. So he needed a replacement. So G Raver tapped the best replacement he could find. And it was Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy fucking Lloyd. G Raver, Jimmy Lloyd on the same page now. And uh, they defeated Austin Luke and Marcus Mathers in a great match. The two young lions doing their thing. But after the match is the real story. Austin Luke, to the surprise of everybody, Beat the living shit out of Marcus Mathers and left him in the ring. Really? So Austin Luke turned heel on his best friend, the kid that he rides up and down the coast with. Impressive match. That's wild. But we're here to talk about the main event. Yeah, I caught this one. In the main event, we had an exploding barbed wire death match for the second time ever. Matt Tremont goes one-on-one with Atushi Onida. The great Onida, if you will. Mm Mm-hmm. Listen, folks, you can look online. I would love to put up the videos, but uh, the <laughs> the first time, so like it was like a normal Japanese exploding match where the ring doesn't explode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have barbed wire boards with explosives hooked to them to the outside of the ring yep. and some random stuff. Uh, about uh, 10 minutes into the match, Onita gets Tremont out of the ring onto the, and the explosion happens. And if you see this online, which I did share, Mm-hmm. Whoo! What about the explosion that engulfed one Matt Tremont? I thought he was dead. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was like, "Holy shit!" This was absolutely insane, brutal, and fantastic at the same time. Like for deathmatch wrestling, but that wasn't the finish. Yeah, it, I know. I know. It was like this is not the finish. Like how you can see, like how they come back in the ring. And Onita's got this light tube bat thing that we've seen before. Multiple light tubes around like a bat yeah. base. But it's hooked to a wire. Well, when uh, he cracked it over Tremont's head, it exploded into flames. Yeah. This but was... that wasn't the finish. No. Onita brings in a board with barbed wire on it. Just lays it on the mat. And then he takes like what appears to be gallon jugs. Of lighter fluid mm-hmm. and dumps a whole gallon on top of this board and goes to light it up. Well, it didn't give him the amount of fire he wanted, so he grabbed another gallon of lighter yeah. fluid and dumped that on there. And now we have a flaming inferno where he slams Matt Tremont onto it. And finally, the one, two, three, Onita wins the match. Tremont definitely had second degree burns. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, this thing was absolutely brutal. It was beautiful and insane. And applaud Matt Tremont. Damn it. That guy. Wow. Big, big, big weekend for H2O Wrestling. Once again, if Deathmatch Wrestling and stuff is not your thing, I I completely get it. I actually, I completely get it. However, 
If it is your thing, you'll enjoy H2O Wrestling. But like I said, IWTV has something for everybody. Just throwing it out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a bit of sad news, if you will, to talk about. Yeah. Uh, This weekend at different events, we had uh, some injuries, some Mm -hmm. major injuries in the world of independent professional wrestling. First, First one up was Mance Warner. Uh, I'm not sure the exact diagnosis. All I know is that he's going to be out for a while. So thoughts and prayers are with him and getting Absolutely. better. And uh, then, unfortunately, uh, the bug struck again because Dan Housen was injured this weekend. We do know that he broke his tibia and his fibia. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be out for a while. Uh, once again, speedy recovery to both. Yeah. However, as fans of wrestling, if you find yourself to be a fan of either Matt Warner, Dan Housen, or both, this is a great time. And this, once again, we don't get paid for this, and I nor would I ever take payment for it. This is a great time to support them. You can support both of them, have pro wrestling t shirt stores. I do believe both of them are on Cameo. Uh, just you know, so, yeah. follow both of them on their Twitters. And uh, any way else you can help them, that'd be great. But Pro Wrestling Tees is probably the easiest way. Get yourself uh, some swag. Get yourself a cool shirt. I know both of them have great shirts out there on Pro Wrestling Tees. Support both of them because they're going to need the financial uh, influx due to the fact that they're going to be out of action for a while. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, I don't want to – we're not ending on that note, but I do do really want to really stress for our fans, check them out. If you're fans of those guys, please, please, please see any friend. I'm going to be uh, – I'm going to be copping uh, something for both, both of them. Mm-hmm. All right, Ken. Oh, you got it up right there. Yeah. Huh? All right, Ken. Guess what? It's time to talk some Excite Wrestling. The floor is yours. Excite Wrestling returns to the X November 6th. One Will Fall presented live on twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling. And if you want more information about the show, ExciteWrestling.com. Or you can actually hit them up on Twitter. Excite spelled X-C-I-T-E Wrestling. So definitely, they got a stack card for this one. This might be their biggest show they've had in recent memory, man. This is thing is loaded from top to bottom. Uh, in your main event, it's the heavyweight uh, title match. Bill Collier, your champion, taking on Colby Carino and Anthony Green. So that's going to be a fun match. A featured match on the card, the one and only Matt Cardona is coming to the X. And he's going to be taking on our good friend, Sean Carr. Thoughts on that? Oh, man, I'm looking for a great match. Sean Carr's been getting the job done. He's been building a name for himself in independent pro wrestling over the years, and he's getting pretty hot at this moment. And is there anybody hotter in the wrestling business right now than always ready Matt Cardona, former GCW World Heavyweight Champion, current and reigning AIW Intense and AIW uh, Absolute Champion, double champion over there. And he's tearing it up everywhere he goes, and I do not expect anything less in Binghamton, then Matt Cardona tearing it up. This is going to be a great match. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute match. P- possible match of the year candidate. I'm going to put it out there right now. Excite Tag Team match is going on. High Seas is going to be taking on to Infinity and Beyond. Ooh, interesting match. All the Rochester boys in one ring. Uh, Cheech and uh, Colin Delaney, very good team. Uh, been together for quite some time. Uh, High Seas also has been together for quite some time. So, I mean, this is really a battle of two veteran teams out of the state of New York who have, uh, in the case of to Infinity and Beyond, have stretched that out to a global stage as well uh this is gonna be a good match uh i i wouldn't be surprised if there's a title change i wouldn't either then probably the most craziest match we're gonna see of the night a steel cage match the carnage crew taking on the awakening well first and foremost who is the carnage crew the carnage crew well i know this answer but i need the fans to know this answer yes i believe that that is one Cade lothbrook and g raver 
I think they were the Awakening. But oh, they're the Awakening. Okay. Yeah, so Carnage but, Crew is H.G. Loke and yeah. Masada. Masada. And then you have G. Raver and Cade on the other, formerly known as Stockade, now yes. Cade Lothbrook. Yes. Either way, I just am completely blown away we're going to see this match. I am also completely blown away we're going to see this match. I'm always excited to see G. Raver because G. Raver is fucking awesome. Yes. So, and so is a Masada, but G Raver is, is definitely my favorite to see in this match. But the fact we're going to get him at the X, see, like, that's why I say, like, when I'm just reading the card here, that's what it lists as, because it just says Carnage Crew versus yeah, Awakening. Yeah, yeah, but yes, Carnage, uh, the Awakening is a team that both uh, Cade and uh, G Raver were in in the past with mm. Matt Tremont. So that's the only reason I'm assuming that they're calling themselves the Awakening still. And uh, Carnage Crew makes sense for the other guys. Yeah. So either way, it's going to be a hell of a brutal match. I'm excited to see it. Steel Cage at the X. Oh, yeah. This is going to be some fun. Oh, yeah. Scramble match going on to Mark Sterling versus TJ Epics versus Ash Aubrey versus Brandon Thurston versus Jay Freddy versus Vince Valor versus Kenan Moore. Lots of stuff going on in this scramble match. Good stuff. GCW statement. Going to go staple going down at the uh, X as well. Yes. So they got a few more surprises lined up. So you definitely want to make sure you're checking the show out. And like we say, doors are open at 5 o'clock. There's a meet and greet at 4 and 6 p.m. The card kicks off live at the X. If you're locally in the 607, you definitely want to swing on over. If you are not, definitely make sure you're following Excite Wrestling on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling, and you won't miss a minute of the action because I guarantee you they're going to be showing that match, the card online. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's going to be awesome. By the way, Off the Cuff Gaming, Tom in the chat. Hello, you handsome wrestling fans. Oh, yes, hello, we Tom. Very, we are very handsome. I thank you very much for noticing. Yes. <laughs> With that being said, though, we are going to take our final break. We're going to gear up for the main event of the show. And this week, we are going to be talking about all the things going on with Ring of Honor Wrestling. What's going on with them? What is our thoughts on it? And what could come of the talent in ROH? All, and that is all of our just opinions and our takes. All that when we come back from this break. And I should mention, by the way, <laughs> I, I was trying to do this break without telling what we were going to be playing. But uh, since it's it's a good day to play Shout at the Robots, we're actually going to play the Three Fat Nerds mm. theme song from Shout at the Robots. It's called Fail Better off the Passive Aggression album. If you're watching on Twitch, you'll see the information for the Three Fat Nerds podcast. So we'll be right back after this break.
Austin Pans. Are you ready? Let's get ready to rumble. That's right, it's time to rumble. It's time for the main event segment. We're going to take you home strong. And of course, we're going to talk about probably the biggest thing that happened in the past week of pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. So out of nowhere this past week, uh, to be exact, on October 27th, uh, Ring of Honor, on all their social medias, put out a statement. And the statement reads as following. I'm going to read the statement. It said, throughout the pandemic, our top priority was to keep everyone healthy and safe. And despite not producing any live events over 18 months, we were able to keep everyone's fully contra- everyone fully contracted. We now find ourselves at a time where we need to make changes to our business operations and are planning to uh, pivot for Ring of Honor with a new mission and strategy. The year will culminate with a final battle in December, and we will be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally to reimagine ROH. ROH has the most dedicated fans in the industry, and we appreciate their loyalty and patience as we reconceptualize ROH. We anticipate returning to live events in April for the Supercard of Honor with a new fan-focused product and provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. So that is the first part of the statement that they put out. Well, that's the, that's the actual statement they put out. So mm-hmm. let's work on that, and then we're going to talk about something else. So I look at this, and I'm like, okay, uh, it probably wasn't easy for 18 months as a smaller company paying fully contracted workers Mm -hmm. and they have contracts unlike a lot of independents. They're a larger independent. They did have contracts. They had some skin in the game. Uh, Things definitely got elevated after all in Um, as we've talked about in the past when people are like, Oh, ring of honor, AEW working together. Unfortunately, there was a lot of bad blood because of the all in situation. And uh, in a nutshell, not to focus on it too long, Basically, a uh, AEW was formed out of the event All In, and at All In, Tony Khan was in the back talking to people, and it's believed that that was probably where the business dealing started to happen. Unfortunately, All In was mostly footed by Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. so they always felt that they were owed something, and I don't blame them to an extent. Right? They were almost like they were patsies for this event, and. Uh, at the end of the day, that is why All Out is the name of your number one pay-per-view for AEW and not All In because they don't own the rights to the name. Ring of Honor does. And there's just the basics there. And I mean, there was threats of a lawsuit, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if that ever came to fruition. I'm assuming from that news, it did not. Mm-hmm. But it's a very sad thing to know that at the end of 2021, in December, uh, with their last pay-per-view always being a great one in Final Battle, this will be pretty much the end of an era of Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, I would love to believe that they mean it and they're going to come back with a new and improved or however you look at it, Ring of Honor, in April of 2022 at Supercard of Honor, but I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing or not. I do have a speculation that we'll get to in a second. Uh, how are you feeling on the news? Basically, out of left field, the Ring of Honor is going to at least be shutting down for at least three months. Uh, it's always sad to hear when a company is shutting down, uh, no matter the length of time, and especially when they're talking about reformatting is what the vibe I'm getting from the statement they put out. I, I, I'm I a fan of Ring of Honor. It's always been the alternative brand to what you see on WWE and AEW, and there's nothing like it. I mean, obviously, there's been such a rich history of the stars you see in every single major federation you watch in wrestling today has come from Ring of Honor in some aspect. 
to see them shut the doors down temporarily. I'm hoping it's temporary, but I'm fearing the worst. You know, it's just kind of prepare for the worst thing that could happen and they don't open back up. Well, besides that statement, they made a direct thing that as of December, so the first of the year, mm-hmm. all Ring of Honor contracted employees, wrestlers that means, mm-hmm. will be let out of their contracts. Yeah. So now you're going to have an influx of free agents on the market. And of course, everybody's going wild with that. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Before we speculate on what's going to happen with some of the free agents from Ring of Honor, before we speculate on what this means for places like All Elite Wrestling and World Wrestling Entertainment and elsewhere and Impact Wrestling, et cetera, et cetera, I want to dive into what I think is going on with Ring of Honor. This is just my opinion. This is just my take. This sure. is not because I have insider information. I think that the new direction they're going with and the new business model they're going with is they're going back to kind of an old business model for them. Instead of having contracted wrestlers, I think they're going to go back to just being an indie. A large indie, but an indie. I think that the contracted wrestlers and when the uncertainty of time costs you a lot of money to pay people's contracts when you're not bringing in ticket sales and stuff. And with not knowing what's going on and losing money, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Where they can bring these guys in and just have them work tapings and work pay-per-views like they did in the past and just like independent wrestling kind of pay them on uh, on a a meet to meet, uh, you know, an appearance to appearance, yeah, sorry. paper play. Uh, yeah. So they're going back to like the independent model. I think that that's what they're going to be doing. That is just my guess because I don't see any other reason if you're just closing down for three months when you've already took an L for 18 months, mm-hmm. why it would be hurts you to take an L for three more months and why you're letting all your talent out of their contracts. Yeah, that's So true. there's one of two options. You're either going out of business, period, or you're going to restructure and restructuring in this case is say, fuck it. Let's get out of the contract game, which is a smart move. Yeah. I have to agree with you about that. I mean, it's very interesting to see how this is going to play. I mean, if they want to transition into a indie quote unquote, it's a smart business move. If you're trying to keep everything afloat right now, like I, I understand it. It's just kind of odd to see, but especially like you talk about with the contracts, releasing everybody that's the big tell sign and you're you're really like depending on what you're going for your business model it's a high risk high gamble well right now especially though you're overpaying for talent Mm -hmm. because you're overpaying for your wrestlers because there's so many places offering big deal contracts impact wrestling's offering big contracts nwa is offering some pretty decent contracts although there's fewer people they're still offering them and then you have the two, the big two, AEW and WWE, and they're offering massive contracts. And to compete in the wrestling business, you're competing with the biggest contract somebody can get. Because let's face it, some guys are going to be able to sign to WWE and go to NXT and make, you know, if they're a big top guy, they're going to make six figures. They're going to make $100,000. Mm-hmm. And a- ROH isn't going to be paying them $100,000. If you go into AEW, the same thing. You know, you're going to be making six figures or better. And I mean, in Ring of Honor, they can afford possibly to pay a couple guys in the six figures, but they can't afford to have a roster full of six figures. Right. And there's a lot of talented guys there. And then when their contracts come up, you're going to lose these guys. Or you're going to have to re-sign them for more money than they're worth. We know, <laughs> for better or for worse, I'm going to claim to, it was worse, they had signed Marty Skrull to a seven-figure yeah, seven seven deal. deal. He was making over a million dollars for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And of course that ended because of the, you know, the scandals he got caught up in. Yeah. Which I guess he's now wrestling in Puerto Rico on a side note. Hmm. Which yeah, you know, Puerto Rico is anything goes. Uh, I mean, 
The guy who killed Bruiser Brody wrestled there for years after. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, no judgments. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's kind of that we can't compete with the big boys. Mm-hmm. And that's what's stressing out and is what's causing a lot of dramas with places like MLW, who is another independent that's big, but they have contracts. And we've seen lately they're letting a lot of guys out of their contracts. Yeah. And then we see that Impact Wrestling is a, is a player. They're signing people. I don't know how. I don't know where they're pulling the money out of their ass, but they're signing people. But that drives it up because mm. now they're going to obviously pay you more than a Ring of Honor or an MLW. So some of your top-tier guys are going to go to Impact even if they can't go to AEW or WWE. And then your real top-tier guys are going to go between the two big companies. And can you compete with you know them? So no, the best thing for you to do is work out some deals. And as much as they don't like AEW or reportedly because of everything that happened, it's not a bad idea to say, hey, listen, we'll we'll let some guys sign to you or whatever if you let us use them because mm-hmm. you let people work indies. So that that could be a backdoor deal that they do with uh, AEW, which would be smart for all elite wrestling. I keep saying AEW would be smart to get in bed with a bigger indie, bury the hatchet and use it as a developmental territory, much like WWE does. Yeah. And right now, you know it ain't MLW because they have a deal with WWE. Mm-hmm. You know it ain't going to be Impact Wrestling because Impact Wrestling just severed their ties with AEW, and they don't look at themselves as a developmental of any sort. They look at themselves as a player, mm-hmm. for better or for worse. And they, they do great in stuff in the ring, but they're the little engine that could right. at this point in juncture. They're definitely the number three company. Oh, easily. Although you could argue the Ring of Honor was the number three company if they ran more events. But maybe this will allow them to run more events and take more chances, not having the overhead of contracts. So that is what I'm assuming. The only other thing I can think of is if that's not going to work, they're trying to save face and just won't open back up, which would be a shame. That would end over 20 years of Ring of Honor. Just a legacy they have. And I mean, the video library, if they decided to close, I mean, they could make a lucrative deal to sell that. And you could imagine... Vince has got to be looking at that. I was going to say, if they're done a close-up shop, their video library will go to Vince. Yeah. Because Vince will pay for it. Yeah, he'll pay. He'll Although, the smart move would probably be for Tony Khan to pony up and outbid Vince for it. Because if they were serious about having some kind of streaming deal, you would have all of Ring of Honor's past to stream, and that would be a thing. You see what I mean? Oh, yeah, it'd be huge. You could even buy the name of the company and run Ring of Honor, have somebody run Ring of Honor for you as a developmental system, and continue to have the legacy of Ring of Honor. If I was Tony Khan and that was a possibility, I would completely do that. Mm -hmm. However, I really think that the Ring of Honor will be back, like they said, a Supercard of Honor, but you'll see them go back to following the indie thing, where they'll be signing guys to just do events. You're an independent contractor. You come in. You work for us. We'll use you. But if you want to leave, you leave. As much like they did back in the day when Punk and Samoa Joe and everybody else was there, those guys weren't signed to contracts. But it, Ring of Honor runs a couple times, a couple weekends a month, which is more than most independent companies do. If they go back to that formula, that would be the best way to do it because that gives guys work. And so guys who are on in the indie level who can get booked for Ring of Honor will take that booking because that is a guaranteed two weekends a month worth of pay. Right. That's just my just my uh, take. Do you have any other takes or anything else you would like to throw out? At this point in juncture, not talking about where some of these stars could go, but just talking about Ring of Honor and the possibilities for the future. No, I mean, the possibilities of the future, if you're closing up shop, put the video library up for sale, and trust me, you'll make your money and then some. I mean, that's the most biggest poker chip they have to deal with. But I think, though, if they do the restructuring like you've talked about, and go back to running a couple smaller shows a week, you know, or a month, rather, and have not wrestlers on contract, but bring them in as it's guaranteed shows. 
So that is a more business sense if that's what they want to transition to. If they feel that they cannot compete on that level and the business is restructured that way, listen, more power to them. I think that's a win-win. Yes. So now let's get into some rumors and speculation and what we speculate. Because mm-hmm. that's always thing. Uh, first of all, I would like to point out wrestling news, wrestling observer news, that is, reported that uh, the day after, the 28th of October, that and I quote, this morning... Uh, that Gr- Jonathan Gresham, Jay Lethal, Dalton Castle, Brody King, Danhausen, Dragon Lee, EC3, the Briscoes, Roosh, and Bandito had all signed a contract with AEW. Per sources, Ring of Honor had talks with Tony Khan last night, and ROH officially approved those signings. That is an alleged thing that has not been correlated with anybody else, mm-hmm. has not been backed up with anybody else. <laughs> I will say this. the There was a little bit of evidence because instantly when the Ring of Honor news came out, FTR put out a thing that just said Briscoes. Right. And uh, Jay Briscoe responded with, you already know how to find us, and your boss knows how to find us at Tony Khan. Yeah. That was one of the things. Now, if Dan Housen was one of them, really bad break, literally, unfortunately, for him. Uh, so let's go and say, I, once again, this is a rumor, grain of salt. Sure. I don't necessarily think because if you're still staying over to December, I don't know why we're signing off people right away. Yeah, that's the thing. I I just take this with a grain of salt until we get some more further proof. But maybe it's something that's like kind of like, you know how like in college you sign a, a commitment? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is just when our deal is up in December, we'll come to you. Or this could be the wish list and somebody was talking about and they might have heard something about. That's the way I took well, it. Well, you got to take it with a grain of salt because yeah. once again... Lies. Sure. I mean, most recently we saw some 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 pretty big lies from Ringside News yet again, mm. getting called out on yet again more shit because Tony Nese called them out on their shit. Yep. You guys didn't hear about that. Uh, I'll throw it out there after we're done talking about this in closing because it'll be kind of fun. Maybe I'll even play the Tell Me Lies uh, <sighs> just for Ken M. But we'll talk about that after. So let me break down this list. Though. Here's my worries about this list. Recently, WWE had a lot of releases. Mm -hmm. And after doing a lot of thinking, and we had talked about this before, a lot of people and realizing not only was it a business decision because Nick Khan is trying to trim fat in places, uh, all corporate people do that. And that's why they brought Nick Khan in for better or for worse. Do I agree with them? No, whatever. Right. But I understand what the process of, of getting rid of people was. And we had talked about it. Like, why get rid of a Ruby Riot? Well, we have a replacement. We have Shotzi Blackheart. Why get rid of, you know, Braun Strowman? Well, we have Keith Lee. Why get, you know what I mean? Yeah. So basically, everybody they kind of got rid of, they had another wrestler that they thought was as good, if not better, or at least had a higher upside mm-hmm. to that wrestler. And that is why they did it. So in wrestling, you can't have too much parody. You can't have too many of the same people or else it's uninteresting. What are you going to do with them? So I was looking at just this initial list. And like I said, we're going to give our speculation after where we think some guys from Ring of Honor are going or possibly. But uh, just looking at their list, Jonathan Gresham, all around great wrestler, probably one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. But he's got a small stature with a muscular build these days. You know who else has a small stature with a muscular build in AEW is super entertaining? John Silver. Mm Mm-hmm. So what do you do with Jonathan Gresham? Now, mind you, I think he would still fare well, but he could get lost in the shuffle and he could be lost on projects like Dark and Dark Elevation. Next up, we have Jay Lethal. Well, Jay Lethal, very athletic, does some great things, but he's very much parodied by Scorpio Sky. Yep. Now, mind you, Jay Lethal brings stuff to the table and you can use him well, but once again, I would be worried he'd be lost in the shuffle, especially since you already have the Slothville. 
Next up, Dalton Castle. Now, his gimmick is so unique, and because it's a gimmick, I think it works. Mm-hmm. Once again, though, I worry about all of these guys getting lost in the shuffle, so that's yeah. my problem. There's too many guys right now in AEW and not enough spots. Is a true statement. They're trying to get, they're starting to get top heavy, regardless of what Tony Khan likes to say. Brody King, they could really use. They don't oh, have they, a big bruiser. They could definitely. They use don't him. have a gigantic bruiser guy, and then the guys they do have aren't that big. Lance Archer's it. But you could always use a parody to Lance Archer. You could always use a second big guy. Brody King's a good fit, and he doesn't get lost in the shuffle as long as you use him right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danhausen, unfortunately, is injured. But with Danhausen, it is the gimmick. That's what you're hiring. You already have that guy in Orange Cassidy, though. So can we have two comedic gimmicks on that level? I don't know. Could that be oversaturization? Maybe. But I still love Danhausen, so I would always vote for him anyways. But I worry about these things is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Dragon Lee, high-flying luchador. Let's just throw in Roosh and Bandito while we're at it. We got a group called the Lucha Bros. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got Fuego Del Sol. You know, we got, we got a bunch of guys working for AEW that fit that exact mold. And once again, the more the merrier. But do we have spots for these three guys? And the only thing that would be cool would to be to team them with Andrade mm-hmm. and really do... You know, Los Ingrinables again, although you couldn't use that name because that's a CMLL gimmick. Right. And they don't deal with CMLL. They still deal with AAA. But it would be a cool group to see Dragon Lee, Roosh, and Bandito, and Andrade basically being Los Ingrinables again. Mm-hmm. So I would vote for them for that level. But once again, it gets lost in the shuffle a little bit, I think. EC3 is a star. He's a guy that you could use all day because they don't have anybody that looks like him. Facts. Just saying. I mean, he kind of, he used to have the attitude of an MJF, but he's changed that gimmick and he looks like a million bucks. So eh, I, I I don't know. I don't worry about him getting lost in the shuffle. Neither do I worry about the Briscoes getting lost in the shuffle because no. they're bar none, the greatest, one of the greatest tag teams ever, if not the greatest tag team ever. And this would be a good way to solidify it. I just always worry like anybody in the tag team division. How long till you feed them to the young bucks? Yeah, that's the problem. So. Out of this list, half of this list, I'm like, I couldn't find a spot for. And it's too bad because they're super talented guys. So we're getting into the area, what we've talked about with AEW before, where they're too top-heavy. And I think, to an extent, Tony Khan's starting to see that, too. Mm-hmm. Because his, his, his tone has come down a little bit in, recent, in this past week and such. And I really think that he's starting to see what we're seeing as them being top-heavy. I don't know. Uh, with those takeaways, did you see any of those guys that possibly signed with them? With AEW, it's tricky. I can see Dan Housen going there. I really can because I know that obviously he was on the Jericho cruise. I know that, you know, he has a great repertoire with a lot of the guys on the on the roster there. I could see him possibly doing some commentary why he's injured and, cool. and and run the gimmick there. I think that could be a breath of fresh air to that, cool. that team. Hell, you put him on Friday nights and kind of clean up the the four man commentating team that you have there, that'd be huge. I can see that possibly happening there. Everybody else though it's tough. Like I would, I think out of that group that they mentioned, Jonathan Gresham would be the best wrestling addition to the roster. I just don't know where he would fit in. That's the problem that you have. Like you, could you bring him in and have him wrestle Brian Danielson for a, you know, a pay-per-view match? Absolutely. And it'd probably be one of the greatest technical matches you've ever seen in your life. I just don't know long-term how that's going to play out. I could see a Dalton castle going actually to NXT. I always thought it would be a better fit. Yes. Yeah, because he you talk about characters out of that list, there's nobody else is a better character. That's what they're looking for. You could plug him in right to NXT and he would flourish. Jay Lethal I could see coming in WWE too. 
But I don't know. I mean, it's kind of that tricky scenario of you, we know what he's done in Ring of Honor. Would he be coming in too late, you would think, maybe now? that Would he make that instant impact? I think he would. But I know a lot of people were kind of saying, well, you know, he'd be better suited to go in AEW. But I, but I don't, I just don't see him going there for some reason. I, I, I here's the thing. I feel a lot of the ROH guys would be better suited to go to Impact. Mm-hmm. Here's why. I think a Jay Lethal in Impact is a top guy. Yeah, absolutely. I think Jonathan Gresham in Impact is a top guy. I think that uh, Matt Taven in Impact, which he's not even on that list, is a top guy. Obviously, we know Mike Bennett's probably not going back to WWE. But in Impact, with him and Taven, that's a top guy material. Impact does not have a top-heavy roster. Impact has a very balanced roster for the most part, but they don't have a top. Howdy, fellas. Hope all is well. Thanks, Dan. Dan? How are you doing, Dan? But I don't think they have an over-saturated where you can't add in top guys because they do need more top guys. Oh, Impact needs everybody. So when you're looking at the people in Ring of Honor – that I could see most of them, I really see a bigger fit and impact. Brody King, I see a better place in AEW. They need that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dalton Castle, I think, is more made for NXT. I very much agree with you. I think that Danhausen would be great addition to AEW. Plus, I jealous, I, I not jealousy, um, selfishly, I would like him signed somewhere because I love Danhausen. Um, off the top of my head, because I'm I'm also trying to get guys off of the list that were not missed. The Briscoes, I think AEW is a great place for. Them. Because they need to be on a national television thing where they can really state the claim to being the great tag team that all of us who have watched them for years know. Facts. So I really would hope that they would go to AEW, and we know they're not going to WWE. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, unfortunately. Mm. Um, or unfortunately, because they don't really do tag wrestling too well either. So um, I'm trying to think of like who else. Like, There's a lot of people I think that would be better off to just stay in the indies because indie wrestling's popping off. Mm-hmm. Get them dates in fucking GCW. Make some money. Get some dates, you know, and excite wrestling and other like smaller ones while still working the GCWs of the world and the MLWs of the world, not under contract, just working. And then if, you know, some of them impact wrestling is the place, man. I really think that that's the place for most of their roster. Most of their roster. Plus, with the exception of like a Brody King, EC3 is an is a EC3 should have been signed to AEW to begin with. He's a star. Mm-hmm. No, I could definitely see with Impact they do the open door. I mean, nobody does a forbidden door better than Impact, so that would be a place to go sign and then be able to work out elsewhere. Exactly. Like I said, that's that's more of an upside I think that you're going to get if they go to AEW. And with the situation now with AEW being so saturated, and let's face it, it's getting more and more every day. There comes a time where it's like they're going to just be lost in the shuffle and we're not going to see them on TV. We're going to have to really search for them on YouTube, and that's not fair to them because they are stars coming from Ring of Honor. So who needs the more star power? And that's impact. Well, I'm going to also go on this uh, Go on this level. I think what I mentioned earlier for AEW, which would be a smart move, would actually be a smart move for Ring of Honor as well. Ring of Honor should just partner with Ring of, uh, Ring of or Sorry, Impact Wrestling should just partner with Ring of Honor in a way that, like, okay, you guys want out of contracts. We'll take over whatever contracts. Guys, obviously, some of these guys are going to go to All Elite Wrestling or WWE or wherever. But the guys that we sign along with our guys, we will make available to you for your programming. And in return, how about you, you, you put on some young talent that we could possibly develop in Ring of Honor to bring here? Mm-hmm. And and I think that Impact should be working that angle with them, and and to an extent, Impact has worked that angle with GCW, yeah, because they're the only national brand acknowledging GCW. 
Because remember, we heard them say it at their biggest event, Bound for Glory. They yep. said Game Changer. He's been down in Game Changer Wrestling. So they're acknowledging it. So therefore, what I would do is like, hey, we'll take on these guys. And in return, let's have an open door policy for you. You make it easier to sign a deal with us. And we'll make it easier to have those, some talent come work for you on a regular basis. So you have a top tier. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you can still bring in the young talent. And then we can get a first crack at them yeah. if we think they deem, why, deem uh, it wise. And I think that that would work great, in Facts. my opinion. No, I agree. I also think the Ring of Honor might be looking at GCW going, man, you know, that used to be us. We used to be that big national indie band. Let's go back to that because obviously there's a calling for that. And there is room for a GCW and an ROH. Oh, there is room for both being a national independent company that has the best independent wrestlers. And what that does for the top tier independent guys is that means they can work for smaller companies like Excite Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, and and they can get a better payment for themselves. It sucks for the promoter. Sorry, Johnny Moose. Yeah. But it, they can get better payments for themselves and make a living on the indies, which is possible right now. That's the one thing that we keep overlooking. It is possible to make a living on the indies as a top indie guy. Mm-hmm. Like it's, 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 We're going back to the days where that was possible. So a lot of people were writing the indies off and thought they were dead. This year happens and boom, we're back in business. Yeah. And we're putting on some great shows, and you can see them on IWTV and Fight.TV and, and you know, a million other places. Some of them have their own uh, streaming services, mm-hmm. for Christ's sakes. It's crazy right now, but it's great But it's great for business. Hey, I'm all about what's good for business. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, in closing, uh, I just think that uh, I hope this is not the end of Ring of Honor. I'd be very sad. Yeah. Ring of Honor has been a constant. It's always been a good wrestling promotion. I've always enjoyed Ring of Honor and their wrestling. I hope this is just what it is, a little hiccup to fix some books and to hopefully go on and be bigger and better than ever. And that is my honest-to-God uh, hopes. What is your final thoughts? No, I mean, I am right there with you. I hope this is not the end for Ring of Honor. I mean, for such a rich history of professional wrestling, to modern fans right now, your favorite stars have been through Ring of Honor, and they have put on amazing work. To see the doors get shut like this, it's very sad, and we don't like to see anybody lose their jobs and to see a promotion shut down. I hope they do come back, and I hope it goes back to an indie style or they come back even stronger. And going by the new business format, from what it sounds like, it does have a lot of possibilities that can work. And for everybody else that's going to be getting signed everywhere, I just hope they don't get lost in the shuffle, and I hope that everybody now that isn't familiar with them gets familiar very, very quick. All right. Uh, You know what? Let's give them a bonus. Let's give them something fun to go out on. Yes. Are you ready? Oh, fuck yeah. So, this is how dumb Ringside News is. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, Ringside News did a whole article uh, based upon uh, Tony Nese signing with All Elite Wrestling, which is a done deal, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it off of an interview he did with our good friend, Chris Van Vliet. Because hmm. he was on Chris Van Vliet's On Insight. Uh, Tony's talked about a time before his run in WWE's niece revealed that he almost quit pro wrestling because nothing was happening in regards to even making it there. Nothing was happening with WWE. So I was frustrated. I started talking to my wife and said, this will be my last two to three years. It looked like I was going to be a personal trainer for the rest of my life. My wife said, I would rather live in a cardboard box than have you give up your dream. This is all what Chris masters or sorry, Chris Masters Tony niece mm. said in this interview. Why? Whew. 
Uh, I don't even know why Chris Masters <laughs> popped in my head. I'm just I was so hyped for this. He also went on to say, that was when I decided I would be with this girl for the rest of my life, but also it sparked me. I did one more push, this time with a whole new attitude. I reached out and got a spot as an extra in Buffalo in October. Scott Armstrong watched my tryout matches and said, if it was up to me, I would send you to Florida tomorrow, but it's not up to me. I said, can I tell people you said that? He said, yeah, absolutely. I hit up everyone and said that to them. That's when they emailed me back and said, could I do a tryout in January? It all just turned around from there. So what does that sound like reading the actual verbatim message from Tony Nese? Sounds like he's almost ready to give up, but then he's, he turned it around and went positive. Correct. So that was in their article. That was actually, if you click on the article... Do you know what the title of the article was? No. Tony Nese almost quit wrestling during WWE run. Oh, oh. When he said that before he got signed to WWE. So what I just read you was from inside of this article from Ringside News. But their click was Tony Nese almost quit wrestling during WWE run. Also, when they posted on Twitter, they had said hashtag Tony Nese almost quit wrestling during hashtag WWE run. Oh, that's. Was there anywhere in that interview where Tony Nese said anything about quitting wrestling while working for World Wrestling Entertainment? No. He said, and I quote, I was giving it two to three years and nothing was coming up. And if I wasn't going to get signed to World Wrestling Entertainment, then I was just going to quit and just be a personal trainer the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. My wife gave me the inspiration to give a try. I signed up for extra work in Buffalo, talked to Scott Armstrong, and then the ball got rolling. And in January, WWE called me up. I went down for a trial, and the rest is history, pretty much. I mean, I'm paraphrasing on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then he got signed, and he was with World Wrestling Entertainment for, what, three, four years? Something like that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So even in their own wrestling. By the way, Pat said the thoughts, views, and opinions are that of, nah, fuck ringside news. I love it. <laughs> So, Tony Nese decided, fuck this, I'm also going to comment. And uh, he quote tweeted it and said, terrible journalism in quotations, which I always do when I say journalism about them. I said I almost quit before WWE because it seemed like nothing was happening. During WWE, I, ne I, WWE, I never had that thought once. Please listen with your ears and your brains, dot, 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 then report. Here's the problem, Tony. I love the fireback, though. And by the way, fucking, listen, you know what? Let's give him the big clap because he deserves it. Come on. Clap for Tony. There it is. He deserves the big clap. Yes. But with that being said, the one thing that is Tony, and I'm sure he didn't read the article either, in the fucking article, they direct quote the interview with Chris Van Vliet where he says the exact same shit. Mm -hmm. But yet, but yet still go with the title of Tony Nese almost quit wrestling during WWE run. How fucking stupid are you pieces of shit? No, you're not stupid. You want that click. Mm -hmm. You want that click and I, and you got that click because people are dumb enough to go, oh, he was pissed off about it. And how many people read that article and probably still thought that it was the real deal? Mind blowing. Ready for this? I can tell you how many people read that article. <clears throat> By the way, yeah, Tony Nese also directly quoted in that, uh, directly tweeted back to them on that article thing. He goes, this is not true. I never said those words. Somebody right under said, wait a second. Ringside News got caught making stuff up again? And they used the, <laughs> I'm shocked. Uh, basically, people were taking him to task. 
And uh, somebody was like, when will you be issuing a retraction ringside news? And uh, somebody was like, ringside news, be don't take responsibility at all. And did the Trump thing. Yeah. <laughs> People were owning them pretty much. Uh, you, you know, and basically some nobody looks like was going in there. And except for this person finally goes, I can't exactly blame them, which somebody then directed him to the Tony Nese tweet. Mm. Like, it's fucking horrible that if you go down far enough, far, far enough, sorry, uh... He, going down now and now he'll be the best wrestler in the world being an AEW. like people are fucking not d- dumb come on guys use our reading comprehension mm-hmm. shout outs to tony knees for taking the fucking high road and being nice yeah. about it and letting people know that it was bullshit however if you read their own article that's why i wanted to read it to you because i didn't think you actually opened it up yeah i had read it before and went so inside the article you you didn't butcher chris van vliet you actually quoted him correctly, but yet you ran with that stupid fucking headline. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why we have a war against bullshit journalism. This is why 607TWS will now be on its own channel. This is why last week I said we're putting these bitch motherfuckers on notice. Mm-hmm. And that's right. I don't care if I swear too much. I don't care if I whatever too much. It doesn't matter because I'm passionate. I have something that they don't. I have honesty and fucking integrity. And everything we talk about here is opinion and what we think should happen. And anything that we do here, we make sure we vet it and vet it again. We call things rumor because until they happen, they are only just rumor and innuendo. Remember when Wrestling Observer and Sean Ross Sapp and everybody was so guaranteeing that Bray Wyatt was going to show up in Rochester? Mm -hmm. How'd that work out? Once again, we all knew that he was under a 90-day no-compete. Yeah. But... These guys ran with it like it was something, and people clicked on it. And then after, they were like, oh, we never said that. But. But you did. Mm-hmm. How many times have you been called out for bullshit? How about Sean Ross Sapp? Let's call him out. What was it? Two weeks ago, uh, the uh, Saudi show saying that we have now found out that uh, Charlotte Flair is going to be part of this match. It'll be a four-way match. And Charlotte Flair then sent a picture that was taken by Andrade of her not in Saudi Arabia. Yep. And said clickbait. Certain wrestlers are firing back because they're tired of having their names run through the mud. Because guess what happens? Every time you mention them, people run right to their sites and they throw down the gauntlet. They tell them, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Oh, my God. This this person's unhappy, so they're going to go to AEW. Oh, my God. This person's going to do this. This person's going to do that. And you know how annoying it has to be for a professional athlete to try to work a job. And tweet after tweet. And tweet after tweet after tweet. Because somebody reported something that's bullshit. This is what ends up happening, by the way. Nick Nemeth, you know him, Dolph Ziggler, at Heel Ziggler, had put up a picture last week, October 24th to be exact. It said, 10 years ago today, back when I was good, it was a picture of him versus Daniel Bryan at Bragging Rights, U.S. Champion versus Intercontinental Champion. Yep. During the tweets, somebody, and I'm not going to name their name, added them and said, at Heel Ziggler, A dot E dot W. And Heel Ziggler responded back at the person's name, please unfollow. Wow. 
So rumors of Dolph Ziggler going to AEW are greatly exaggerated. <laughs> um, I just want to throw it out there, guys. And this is what the the problem is. Let's be wrestling fans. Let's enjoy it. We can talk about H2O. We can talk about Ring of Honor. We can talk about New Japan. We can talk about AEW. We can talk about WWE. And we can talk about all of them. You can watch all of them. You can love all of them. Or you can hate some of them and love the ones you love. That's the beautiful thing about having choices. Mm-hmm. Why do we keep getting drugged down and why do you keep paying people like the Dave Meltzers of the world to give you and lie to you and tell you bullshit? Let me know if that's what you want because I can set up a pay structure here and I will tell you whatever you want to hear because that's all they're doing. Mm -hmm. They're trying to create bullshit out of bullshit. Here's the thing. It doesn't exist. It doesn't work. Will Bray Wyatt show up on Dynamite this week? Maybe. Maybe. You know what? It could, it's a possibility now because his 90-day non-competes over. Yeah, his 90 days up. But if he doesn't, who knows? Maybe he'll show up on Impact. Maybe maybe the reports that I've been reading recently are true and he's trying to get jobs in Hollywood. So maybe he won't even come back to wrestling unless there's no options in Hollywood. You never know. You never know. Just saying, guys. Vet the reporters you listen to. There's some good journalists out there. There's people doing the Lord's work. And I, I just want to give a shout out to our friend, Chris Van Vliet, mm-hmm. who does an amazing job of interviews and does an amazing job of not talking bullshit. Facts. And reporting the words that come out of people's mouths. Mm-hmm. He does an amazing job. You know, he is tied in with AEW. But that doesn't stop him from being fair and unbiased when he's interviewing WWE guys as well. Mm-hmm. His YouTube channel is great. Is, is, so I can't say enough that that's the kind of guy you want to support. You want to support, and I'm, I'm going to put myself over. Fuck it. You want to support 607TWS because we're not going to lead you astray. We're not going to tell you that the sky is falling and so-and-so is leaving. Like I said, I just said what Wrestling Observer reported of the Ring of Honor guys that are going there. I'm taking it with a grain of salt. Maybe all those guys will sign. Maybe all those guys will go to AEW. And I told you my feelings on it. I told you where I think they should go and where some of the other guys should go. That's my thoughts. Those are my opinions. Now, mind you, I could frame it the same way Uncle Dave would and say, well, a source told me. Yeah. <laughs> and when it was wrong, be like, oh, my source is wrong. Well, who is your source? The funny part is for him, his source is the guy in the mirror. Mm-hmm. It's his own damn head as he's talking about it. That's like me talking about opinions and going, oh, that's that's a source. I do have some sources, but I don't ever, I don't ever talk about them. I've, I've known some fucking breaking news, and we've known, actually, both of us have both known of breaking us, news yeah. way before it happened. But until we vetted it, even though I trusted the source, I wasn't going to say shit about it. Exactly. It's about having some integrity. This is what builds real talk and real fandom. If you want to just buy into that sheep mentality, it only leads to slaughter. I've said that for years. <sighs> Love that saying. Thank A you. lot of people do. By the way, uh, Tom says, zero bullshit. Thoughts and opinions are better than bullshit. That's true. Facts. That's true. That is a fact. So like I said before, going forward, 607TWS is a thing. Uh, like I said, uh, this week, be patient because I don't think it'll be on all the platforms under 607TWS until probably next week. But starting next week, it will be up the same night on podcast form as it is on Twitch. So after I go home, I will be porting it over, making sure it sounds good, and putting it right out to the world in podcast form. So that means good things for you guys because... You don't have to wait till Wednesday. Right. But for the time being, it will still be on Three Fatners Network of Podcasting every Wednesday for the next month, probably up until Christmas. We'll give them a little bit of time to adjust unless we see more people going over and then I'll be like, eh, 
Yeah. Then. Knock it off now early. So we're going to try. We'll, we'll gauge for the next four weeks and then, you know, it'll we'll, we'll reevaluate if we need a couple more. So that's what we're doing here because we want this to go out. So when somebody types in a wrestling podcast, a wrestling podcast comes up, mm-hmm. a complete wrestling podcast where it says that, by the way, the description of the show, that Rich and Ken, Rich, hashtag 3FN pod and Ken M, hashtag ODPH pod, talk all things pro wrestling. So when you see that, you go, oh shit, they're talking all things pro wrestling. Not, okay, tune in to Three Fat Nerds Pod, where you hear us talk, have make dick and fart jokes <laughs> on top of telling you about pop culture and nerdum while reviewing movies. And then, oh, by the way, we also have a wrestling show. Or in the case of uh, ODPH, they do wrestling during their sports show. But now, we also do this show, where it's a good companion piece where we go deeper in. Because mm-hmm. you guys are talking about certain things. Over here, we talk about everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I understand why you guys don't, because, let's be honest, not everybody's watching everything over there. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Pad. I know you're in chat. <laughs> it's they, okay. they admit it. Yeah, that, I mean, it's that's, okay. that's, and you that's know what? no secret. I love, I love his fandom, though. Yeah. You know why? Because his fandom is the best kind of fandom. Because he loves what he loves, and he doesn't really, sh- outside of like talking shit to us, he doesn't publicly come out and talk shit about things that he doesn't watch. Yeah. It's, why? It's, it's a way to be. He respects, why? He respects everybody's fandom. But, he'll, but, you know, when we bring it up about AEW, there's a couple friends in our podcasting group that are not AEW fans. I don't want to put them on blast, but if you bring it up to them, they'll they'll mention they don't watch the product because they don't like it. All right, but we talk about them. We talk about WWE. Yeah. We talk about GCW. We've been talking about GCW for a long time. I'm not being a hipster because, like I said before, guess what? I want everybody to jump on that train. I don't want to be like, hey, I was the first on that train. Don't get on that train. Yeah. No, jump on the train. There's room for everybody on the GCW train. Everybody, all aboard. Let's join up. And, you know, I will be keeping our eyes on everything else. But it's a cool thing. Pat <laughs> says, I know what I like. I don't shit on everyone. Yeah. That's right. That's that's why I just said. But that's, that's, that's the way it should be, though. Oh, he says, I shit on everyone. <laughs> yeah. That's true also. But still, once again, I, I just want to throw that out there. I mean, it is what it is. So you get more wrestling, more time. That was what 607 TWS was created for. Between the fact that we've been fans for our whole lives, and I spent a good portion of time of my life working in the pro wrestling business, it's a fun place to be, and you guys already know that if you're listening. Mm. But if you're not, and this is the first time you're hearing us, hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys continue to come by. But if you would like to talk about us anything or get like our takes or thoughts, in the meantime, also, we'd like to do a lot of live tweeting during wrestling. Ken M does a lot more during the major shows like NXT and AEW than I do, but uh, you'll always see me uh, hashtag support indie wrestling mm-hmm. all the time, especially on the weekends. I watch probably more wrestling than I probably should, let's be honest. That's true. Uh, but <laughs> it is very true. But uh, Ken M, tell them how to find you in the ODPH podcast. Very simple. You want to find out everything going on with had coach duffy and yours truly swing on over to odphpodcast.com join in the conversation on our social media accounts they're right there you can talk to us on twitter all the time we answer that parlay points new comics blogs coming up and you can also check out for, uh, the classifieds which has friends of the show such as tom from off the cuff gaming there all that the t public store and so much more odphpodcast.com of course for all things three fat nerds and 607 TWS 8122productions.com place to be you got all the uh, you got all the links there you got the the T public link you got the Twitch link which if you're on Twitch right now you already know but if you're listening to podcast form the twitch.tv slash 607 podcast the place to be patreon.com slash 8122productions to support us monetarily link is there as well uh, if you're listening on podcast form the uh, show notes are in the, the the all those links are in the liner notes sorry mm-hmm. including the ODPH links uh, I'm going to start putting them also on uh, 
the uh, Twitch stream as well. Okay. Uh, it's, I don't know if the hyperlinks are working or yet or not on there. We'll we'll find out this week. So check it out. It's easier to link up and go from there. Uh, by the way, uh, <laughs> Tom has uh, put a message in. He has cashed in for uh, s- shameless plug. I'll be on Twitch tomorrow night. Uh, two. So there you go. Off the cuff gaming. He'll be on Twitch. Okay. So what? What is your channel, Tom? Is it just off the cuff game? Uh, Twitch.tv slash off the cuff gaming. Put that in the link. Put it in the chat. And Pat says we got to check on Coach. Giants are close against Casey. Let's go Giants. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it's because I just don't like Casey. I don't really like the Giants. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, but anyways, all that and much more. Eight one two two productionscom Of course, you can find me. The best place to find uh, the best, most place I'm most active. And we're going to be honest is Twitter at Three Fat Nerds Pod. He's at Ode Par Od Parlay Hour. Damn, I can't talk because we're at the end of the show. Uh, of course, we are on all social medias, and I think you have the same as me. Mine is just Three Fat Nerds Pod everywhere. Throwing at in front of it if you have to. Yeah, same thing. Od Parlay except except Facebook, but you know, yeah, whatever. What it is what it is. Yeah, you look up ODP hashtag ODPH, you'll find it. Yeah. Uh so so much. Yep. Twitch.tv slash Off the Cuff Gaming. Doing live chat while I'm writing my next article. There you go. Good stuff. Check it out tomorrow night. Right. Yes. Yeah. All right. With that being said, though, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we are going to take you home the same way we take you home every week, and that is with One Winged Angel by our good friend Second Suitor. You can find them on Bandcamp, Spotify, and YouTube Music. Just some places. Support them out. This is the Ode to Professional Wrestling and the Cleaner. Kenny Omega! That's right. The Cleaner. Not the whatever we have now. Yeah. With that being said, for myself and Ken Am, thank you guys so much for making it so we are going to have our own channel. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for supporting us. The numbers are phenomenal. We cannot wait to grow, and we're going to continue to grow with this next movement, and there's even more to come because uh, I guarantee there'll, there'll be some extras that we'll do in the future as well on the new channel mm-hmm. on top of all this. So with that being said. Trying to get to the logo. The logo, you're pointing at my head, but it is past my head, so yeah. you're right. You're right. Uh, so with that being said. Thank you guys so very much for myself, for Ken M. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And most importantly, later wrestling fans. To shatter the 
Top ropes, one, two. 